Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. To pick up a free audiobook download, head on over to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Romlick. And we are joined yet again with Luke Miller. <laughs> there there it go. is. <laughs> yes. So we got the three of us back in Miller. the saddle. Still trapped in Rick's basement. That's right. Come, come save Rick's me. hipster basement. That's right. Luke, with the last name Miller, do people ever make fun of you about having like the high life or anything? No, but my uh my hashtag on my wedding was it's Miller time. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Yeah. We were a little nervous about that, but we went with it. You had a lot of Miller Lite there? Uh, no. Uh, no. A lot of coffee. <laughs> That's weird. Coffee and arts, too. Water. Phenomenal cake, too. I remember the I've cake. I've heard was, it was good. Was, yeah. yeah. I never had cake at my wedding either. We, we, we cut an apple pie as our kind of like things. We both love pie. And we took a piece of pie and never got a piece of our cake. So, with tomorrow, July 1st being your anniversary, you're not going to eat like the top portion Pour it out of the your freezer? Cake. Right. We don't have the top. I just yeah. said that. So we had it. Yeah. I've heard it's forgot about anyway. it. <laughs> we totally forgot about it. It was like months after we had our first anniversary yeah. and we were like, well, shoot, forgot to do that. And we just threw it out. We do our have cake a, was great. We, we do have a bottle. This is cool. People wrote notes in us. Notes in us? Notes to us. <laughs> they put in the bottle and that way we can open that tomorrow and read all those little notes. I think I wrote something in there about like excited but, for the kid to be on the way. And your kid's already here. <laughs> I think you're a prophet, Rob. So here's another really cool thing. We we wrote letters to each other before we got married for our six month, our 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 one year, um, I think our ten year, and maybe like six years somewhere in between. Wow. There. So we're gonna open those tomorrow and read those, which is kind of cool That's because cool. I think like writing it. I remember writing it saying something like. Wouldn't it be wild if we had a kid or something like that? Because when we got married, we were our thoughts were we, there's no way we can afford a, a child. There's absolutely no way, and it's still true today. There's absolutely no way. Like, <laughs> like I'm not sure how we're functioning. I had to get a second time, a part time job, another job, um, but we knew we wanted kids, and so if, if money wasn't the deal, we would have been like, oh yeah, we'll have kids right away. So that's what we did. <laughs> so anyway. Um, Today we're coffee. gonna talk about life planning. Coffee yeah. is good. You just throw out with, random. No, when he started out saying, "Hey, coffee does wedding." Okay, okay. I see where you're going. Cake, coffee is really good with a really good book. Oh, you radio pro! <laughs> well and we're done. here today to talk about books, the importance, the importance of, of reading, reading, and reading good books. And yeah, sometimes you don't know it until you're in the thick of it, but you know, it's yeah. good to read good books. So I. Would totally agree with that. So, Rick, in light of that, you yeah. and Luke, I'm going to have Luke answer this first. Go for it. Luke, what better. are some books that you're currently reading? I am currently reading uh, 50 Reasons Jesus Came to Die by John Piper. It's kind of like a devotional type thing. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm reading through the finishing off after a long time, actually, The Valley of Vision. It's oh, a really nice. good like prayer and devotions. I have that. Helps me pray. Do you? And I just my wrote mind. That. Sorry. You get. Helps me, yeah, yeah. You have the sweet version. I just right have here. a plain paperback. You have the legit. I got it at uh, T for G because Rob um, makes more money than I do, so I he does. Rob makes, <laughs> but like I got it T for G because it was super cheap. Yeah, like, normally that thing's like thirty bucks. Yeah, and T for G, I think it was 
like less than 20 or that's something. great yeah. so the reason i heard about this because i just listened to um matt chan, Matty chan about, talk about, about how, how he transitions throughout the day yeah just like how he, that's one of the things that keep keeps him focused on the lord through the day so i got that for my grandma and grandpa like for this past christmas and they just said they got to read it together at night and, and oh that's awesome yeah it was really cool and my grandma just passed away like a, a month or so ago and it was just kind of cool to know that, like, the thing that I'm reading through that her and my grandpa oh, before wow, going to bed, like, awesome. last six months, like, got to read together. It's yeah. awesome. I that's... love I love prayer books. Like, I love that, like, you get good theology in a book like that, but you also get, like, like the per- the person's heart, I feel like, comes out a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, it's great. So, I'm reading that. Um, I'm reading um, Chronicles of Narnia, because I never read that before. So I've always nice. wanted to read those as Trying, well. Yeah. It's pretty. I'll pretty, probably do it on audio. Pretty though. legit. I'm reading the Silver Chair right now. Yeah. Uh, reading Christ Centered Worship by Brian Chapel. And have you ever read his Christ Centered Preaching? I had. I had to read that for for, yeah. for school. Yeah, so it's really good. Finish your list, and I have something to ask you. Okay. Um, I'm reading. Um, oh man, what's the other book I'm reading? I'm reading uh, Calvin's Institutes. Nice. So I never read all all the way through those. Are you going through all four books? Yeah, I'm trying to make it through all the way. I mean, I've taken a lot of breaks with that one. I was going to say, it, I, I did the first one, and I haven't yeah. done second, third, or fourth yet. Yeah, so I had to take some breaks, but I'm still trying to check my way through that. So, uh, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's it. So it's safe to say you enjoy reading. You're a book guy, right? I, yeah, I always have been since I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am not a book guy. I do enjoy reading, but it's not something that I find like my go-to. Um, so anyway, so some books I will say that I am reading, um, Overcoming Sin and Temptation by John Owen, phenomenal book, it's 30 or 31 chapters, and when I started out, I thought, hey, I'll read a chapter a day, be done in a month, that's great, but, <laughs> like, I, f- I want to keep reading this book for the rest of my life, like, that I'll good. read, I'll read a paragraph or a sentence, and I can just spend the day, I mean, it's just, it's so rich, yeah. um, so I'm taking my good old time, and I'm happy about that with that book. And the book, Transforming Grace by Jerry Bridges, which uh, Luke gave me, said is one of his top books, and that has been a phenomenal book. Um, the Wife and I are going through Habits of Grace by David Mathis, I think. He's a, a DesiringGod.org guy, works there, does that stuff. So that's been really good as well. Um, I will do a plug for a devotion that John Piper has, Taste and See. Mm-hmm. And my uh, wife really likes I've that one. given that out to my leadership team and uh, ministry teams, and I mean, people love this book. So great devotion. So there, those are a couple books that I've been reading. Nothing as exciting or as long of a list as Luke, but yeah, it's good. Oh, and uh, Sea Biscuit just got started a Sea Biscuit. So that's changing my life as well. Nice. The we, um, actor on that movie, the movie was I've never uh, seen the movie Spider Man. Spider-Man? Actual, well, no wonder he can ride a horse. What, what was his name in the in the Spider-Man movies? What, like which five? There's like five. I know Spider-Man the, the first ones, the good ones. Toby, Toby McGuire. To- Toby McGuire, right? right he plays it. that movie. Yeah, he's he's the main character. Nice. Well, I the reason we, right, yeah. we picked up Sea Biscuit is we, I've read a couple times Unbroken, uh, the story about Louis Zamperini. Just, I mean, you talk us about a story, true story that you would never believe unless you read the book and could actually watch him on YouTube talking about these things. Phenomenal. Wow. But the author, Laura Hillenbrand, or Hildebrandt, something like that, phenomenal writer. So we thought, hey, we like her stuff. Let's try this book. So we're kind of working through that. Candace and I are reading through that. So Nice. Yeah, those are the books we're into. Rob, what are you, uh, what are you dabbling into these days? My, I, 
So I, I would fall in the same boat as Rick in that once I get started reading, I enjoy it a lot. But if I have like a free day, um, I've got to really press myself to spend a couple hours reading. Um, and so what I'm going through right now is also a short list. I am reading through Valley Vision, obviously, um, but that's more so like a daily, daily thing. Um, trying to do that transitions thing that we were talking about yeah. with, with Chandler earlier, because I heard the same thing. I thought, man, that, that's really good. Um, but then also going through The Holiness of God by yeah. R.C. Sproul. Yep. Um, that, that's, been, that's been pretty strong. And then The Whole Christ by Sinclair Ferguson, um, just kind of talking about the gospel and antinomianism and, mm-hmm. and why moral law is significant. I'm still at the beginning of that, so couldn't give you too many details. And then Desiring God by John Piper. Amazing book that everyone has said incredible things about, but I've just never gotten around to do actually you, reading do you it. Find that, have you read that book? Yes. Yep. Is it a hard start? So far, no. Because yeah. I've, I've started it like twice. And I don't know if, if there's been, been other things in my life, but I haven't tried for a few years. But twice I've tr- started that book, but never kept with it. Yeah. And I'm one of those guys where almost every book I start, I have to finish it. That's and how I am, which actually hurts There's three books I know me. in my life that I haven't finished yet. Desiring God, the Habits of Grace book, um, and there's a, there's a Francis Chan book about marriage. Oh, You and Me Forever? Yes, You and Me Forever. Uh, started all those three, and I haven't finished them, and that, that kind of gets to me, which I'm, I'm not OCD or weird about anything, but for some reason... Well, I'm not as OCD as you are when it comes to that. I'm not OCD at all. I'm just like, for some reason, I have to finish these books. But I, I hate starting a book and not finishing it, which I actually, Barnabas Piper was talking about it, I think, on the Happy Rant about how he is A-OK with not finishing a book. He's not getting anything out of it just because it's like that's his time and he's not going to waste his time on something. And not that you'd be wasting time, right. but I've become more OK with not finishing books lately um, because with seminary, I have, I have to read so much mm-hmm. during well, a class. But I feel like I want to round it out somehow. Yeah. Like if it's a good book, I want to finish it. That's, these three books I've Well, yeah, if it's a good one, I'm, I'm probably going. And I'm, so well, I mean, they're all good. It's, it's just, on me I'm that really I haven't finished them. It's yeah. not like, eh, it's just so dry. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, but then, um, but what, what I was getting ready to say. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. Is that um, you asked if Desiring God was a tough start, and I like kind of grinned because so far, from what I've heard, it's not. But I've been listening to it because I've heard so much of of Piper material, and I've like read so many Desiring God articles that I thought, you know what? You know, he, know, he doesn't write all the articles. I know that. I know that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> And so I was thinking, like, I've heard a lot of the stuff that is going to be said in here. Like, I'm okay with listening to this one. And so I've actually just been listening to that on audiobook. Which, speaking of, (laughs) as you guys heard at the end of the episode, we are, uh, this episode is sponsored by Audible. And so if you want to, we'll we'll put a list of these books in the show Mm -hmm. notes. And we might miss a couple because we've just mentioned, like, two dozen books. um, to where you can go buy it. But if you want to get the book for free then you can go to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology, sign up for a trial, and you'll get the audiobook absolutely free. Even if you don't continue on with the trial, you'll be able to keep that download forever. Yeah. Um, and if you do sign up for a free trial, then we get a small kickback, and so you get to actually help out the podcast and help support us right. making the show. It's a win-win for both sides. Yeah, so free book, and you help us out. But, I mean, they might not have all the books we list. Yeah, but, I mean, Audible has... Tons. Apparently, yeah, the, the, the biggest, biggest audiobook library on the internet. And so if, if Audible doesn't have, have it, then you're going to be hard-pressed to find it on audiobook. Correct. 
So check that out, guys. But, you know, Rob, you have a winsome voice. Maybe if it's not there, you can just record it for the listeners. Yeah, do some voiceover. I, I actually have thought more than once about trying to become an audiobook reader because it's like you get paid to, do you get what you're paid to read, yeah. to do what you want to do, man. Right. It's like, you have a good voice for that, too. Oh, thanks. I would listen Appreciate to your voice. That. Appreciate you, that. Would you do hours? like... Would- <laughs> That's how long Desiring God one is. But, but I mean, like, I'm listening to it at work. And so I'm crushing stuff for work. Bosses don't listen to this. <laughs> no, I mean they wouldn't. They wouldn't mind. Like people listen to stuff all day, yeah. and so like so I have really, headphones you're, in you're and I'm tuning can... it out. No, I'm listening. So you're tuning out your work. Nope, I'm paying attention. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work, and I have to turn it off. Well, but yeah. Like so, the, one of the things for work that I have to do is fairly mindless, and I just have to enter in a bunch of data. Mm-hmm. And so, like when I'm doing that, I can listen to a book and pay yeah. attention to the book, and still like take the number from one screen to the other. That's fairly easy, but. I've been listening to that uh, at work, and I've been listening to it in the car a little bit. And so, even though it's twelve hours, is like it on if you audible, desiring God, yeah. So one thing I think about, like, because I do enjoy audible, audible. I do enjoy audible. I like audio books uh, because I used to commute a lot for work and for school, and that was great for that. Um, I still enjoy driving, and so I love to have a long drive and have a great book to listen to. Um, I feel like sometimes, depending on the book, it it open it allows me to focus on the actual narrative or what's being communicated better because I'm not like reading through it. I'm just rolling through those thoughts in my mind. But and we talked a little bit about this before the episode. Some books are just they're they're rich and they're they have a lot. They're weighty and um, it's good to read slow. It's good to write in the margins. It's good to highlight and. It's good to think through that. Like, hey, is this a book that I can sit down and read? Because if if you can make the time, that's the the best way to go through some of these great books is to sit down, have a space that you can process. I would say if you can't do that, like if you absolutely cannot, then shoot, go for the the audio book. Mm-hmm. But there's something about, and I, I know this is just me. You can do this on, you can have a Kindle or whatever. But I just love holding a book, turning the pages. Anyway, mm-hmm. and they do say if if on like. Um, devices if you read on devices they've shown that people for some reason they will they stop reading all the way crossed and so your your retention goes down oh wow and because like when you hold a book you can tell how far in you are or mm-hmm. how far you are to the, to the end of it like there's m- motivation to keep reading like mm-hmm. hey i got a halfway through or whatever which with a, a kindle or something like that it might give you page numbers but it's not as motivating so anyway so you wouldn't recommend reading on kindle no, I'd say that I prefer not to, and science would say, Rob, because science is fact, um, <laughs> that you retain more if gotcha. you listen to a, or read a book. Are you guys nice to your books? Like, do you take good care of them, or do you like to like? Robert probably really does. No, it really depends on, on the book. Books, I actually most of my paperbacks are pretty beat up. I, li- I actually like my books to be beat up. Like, yeah, I dog your pages. Oh, I don't do that. I, yeah, no. I have What's, this Bible, my favorite Bible. I use it. Bend it it's right, all like the way the corner, back. Rob, top corner Rob of the page. Dog, like this? Yeah, it's, I'll, I'll can, do that. Can listeners, can you see this? Yeah. Rob does that with his Bible. So, okay, so Bible. where you turn the front page and turn it all the way around on the right. back page to where you're right. holding both pages with one hand. Where you destroy the binding. <laughs> yep. So That's how I like it. You can't see if that's what do you, doing. Um, Okay, so there's a quote. I don't know who it's by. And I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but it says... Um, the guy whose you know Bible is um, oh yeah like, the individual whose Bible is um, falling apart falling apart, apart is like not. yeah their life likely isn't yeah anyone know who that's by I think it's attributed to Spurgeon but I feel like he's kind of the go to if but, you're not sure who yeah. said uh, something Spurgeon, or Tozer, Spurgeon or Lewis, probably said that yeah exactly um, 
Okay, anyway, so, here- so is that where you get that from? Like, you want people to know, like, I've read this book? I, I don't know like, where what, I get that. That's from. an interesting. I like thing. my book to be to be to. to I wanted to show that it's well loved and used and it's been read. Yeah, it's my book. Like I own this thing. It's not just like there's no book just like this one. In do the world. you do you have some several bookshelves in your office or at your house? Yeah. Do you keep a, a, the books that you haven't read separate from the books you have read? Nope. Okay. Yep. I try to categorize by the okay. topic so so, or right, genre. Right. I try to do the same thing. Because our like main bookshelf is in our living room, and Danielle wasn't having any of it because they were all different sizes. So I put like <laughs> books focused on the yeah, gospel in a certain area, yeah, books yeah, focused yeah. on ev- evangelism, yeah, yeah, books man. focused on preaching. Like, right. and oh man, Danielle's like, no, 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 they've all got to be categorized by the size, like <laughs> right. largest no. books towards the end and get smaller towards the middle, oh, like yeah. or left to right, biggest to smallest. And oh, I'm like, rough. oh my goodness. You should get your own like bookshelf, Rob. Right. Yeah, I probably should. You have a whole basement. You can put a little study down there. Yeah. I'd, I'm happy where my study is. Well, why do you put a bookshelf up there then? Because of the bookshelves, main bookshelves in the living room. Uh, Dennis, I used to have my books organized this, by our, category. Oh yeah. And by like by name, by by alphabetical, yeah. like by like by author. That's it a was, picture. Nice. That's, that's a library. But then yeah. I got I got busy and stopped yeah. doing that. It takes it okay. does take work to keep that stuff. Our so, senior pastor, he has five bookshelves in his office. Can you give me a look. Yeah, this was supposed to be a shorter episode. Hey, well, we're gonna edit out like fifteen seconds <laughs> yeah, of it. Go ahead. No, Rob. This is what you. about Dennis? You started. No, 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 so books don't like he's one of those guys. Books doesn't go up on the regular bookshelf until he's read it, and he can read phenomenally fast, and he takes phenomenal notes. Wow! So it's just, I mean it's frustrating because I'm like, hey, I'm going to read this book. Well, let's just go see if it's in Dennis's office, and I can just read his notes, and it's just as good. It's like Al Mohler. It's it's wild. Yeah. It's a yeah. gift. I'm a slow reader. Now I am you, too. One of the I'm a really slow at, reader. At your church. Um, Doyle. Doyle. The Doyle. Yeah. I mean, at one point he would read like four or five books a week. Yep. Yep. He's insane. Yep. He can read so fast. Oh my goodness. He told me on his honeymoon, he took a suitcase of books. Wow. I took a Kindle, so I kind of, in a way. How many, how many, how many kids does he have? (laughs) (laughs) He's got like five. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. They say like Al Mohler reads five to seven books a week. Yeah. He sleeps like four hours a night though. Yeah. He does that's wild. That's not okay. Me. So we're talking. We've been talking about books. What What would you guys say would be a like? Why do? Why should we read? Hey, Rob. I just want to apologize that we had to take all that time to talk about Dennis and Doyle and Al. Yeah, yeah we, we shouldn't for, take we time to talk about people we care about. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry for sharing my heart on these. Um, yeah. My podcast. Yeah, we we really shouldn't talk about personal friends like that. I'm really sorry. So, Rob, your pressing <laughs> your pressing question. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Rick, how would you just answer why we should read? <laughs> why should we read? Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, there's a lot of reasons, and these won't be in like. Here we go. Another 20 order. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to make or, this a shorter order, episode. <laughs> order us a pizza. Um, I'll just throw a couple. We can all do a couple. I would say right. one. It's a gift. Um, we live in a time and an age where 
literacy is high among the population. There's so many great books out there. Um, this wasn't the way it always was for Christians. Um, we live in such a unique time in that sense. So one, it's a gift. Um, two, it grows us. It stretches us. There are reading um, is unique to, to listen to a lecture in the fact that you can read an idea, contemplate it, work through it, read it again, put it down, come back to it, read it again. You can really begin to mold your mind and stretch and grow through that. So those are two I'm going to throw out. I don't. I was going to say I don't necessarily have have two, but the one that comes to mind the most for me um, is that like I feel like we were talking about kind of priming the pump for our affections for Christ before the episode started, and <clears throat> I feel like books do a really good job of that. And so probably I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, just with the new baby, I felt like I've had a lot less time to myself. Um, which means I get less time to to be reading, less time to and really you're, do, and you're do anything. And you're in seminary too, so you have to read a lot for that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and then working full time, like it's just my my margins are really small right now, and so I, I felt like I was really going through a little bit of a dry spell. And like a quote came to mind where someone I can't remember who it was, but they said the first thing they ask somebody when they're going through a spiritual dry season is what books other than the Bible are you reading. And and that struck me, and I thought, you know what? Like that's a really, really strong thing because usually the books that we choose to read spiritually are going to be from people that we trust, and then those people that we trust, we trust them because they have shown over a lifetime to have strong theology, and what they're doing in their book is taking all of their best thoughts, all of on this certain topic, all their best thoughts, all their their best ways of saying this particular idea, and they're putting it on paper. And so for me, the reader, to be able to then read collectively from start to finish a a book of this individual this great theologian's best thoughts on this topic Mm -hmm. really stir up my affections for that topic which will eventually hopefully point me back to christ and so for me it's it's really to to prime the pump and to stir my heart towards things that naturally my heart is not going to be stirred towards yeah i definitely echo that point that's one of the reasons why I do like to read so much. It's for whatever reason. Maybe some of it's probably my wiring. I'm very introverted by nature. So part of that is just how I'm wired. But I have it helps me a lot uh, to read. I can tell if I'm not reading yeah. a lot. I just have a lot more just spiritualized good. Another reason for me would be, I think kind of similar to what Rick said earlier, but I think reading helps you slow down and think in an age where we're so um, overcome with so much information and so many things that can distract us. And we're, we're a mile wide and an inch deep on so much stuff. Yeah. A book kind of forces you to stop and think about like one thing for an extended period of time. I think that's really important in yeah. a time where that's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, so that's one. Yeah. Other reason would just be, um, yeah, I think reading helps you be a better communicator, I think, which is one reason why I don't just read, uh, I used to be like, hey, I don't have time for fiction or whatever. But now I, I really think it's important to try to read some, like, fiction or something other than just, like, spiritual books. I, yeah. I spend most of my time reading, like, Christian books. But, like, I like reading fiction because, like, it just helps you be a better communicator, whether it be at your job or with your kids or anytime you need to explain something, which is, like, every day. Yeah. Right. Better at communicating. So That's yeah. good. Those are good. Okay. One oh, one book. We're on a rush, man. One. How long have we been recording, Rob? We're at 24, just about 25 minutes. Wow. Sweet. Um. So one book recommendation. So it doesn't have to be oh, your man. favorite book of all time. The Bible. Other than the Bible. <laughs> it doesn't okay, have to be the best book you've can ever read. But if you could, if our listeners are saying, you know what, I do want to get into reading more. Okay. 
what would be your one recommended book? Rick, do you have a question? We're talking like Christian books, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's go with yeah, right. Christian okay. books. I just had another question I was going to ask the panel here. Ask the panel. Quickly. Um, what do you say to people who say, or well, what? They, they read the Bible for like 15 minutes a day, and they spend like an hour and a half reading other books. They say, well, the Bible's, I've read it through, you know, I've read it through every year or whatever. I've read it through so many times before. I know it's there. But then they spend so much time reading other books. So that's one end of the spectrum. The other end, you have guys who are like, ah, I just, I really just read the Bible. Like, I just get worn out by all this stuff. I just come back to the words of Jesus. And I mean, it sounds good and their heart's good. But just kind of quickly. Good question. Address both of those. I feel like I feel like with both of them, you'd have to find that right medium. And for each person, it's not going to be the same proportion. Like it's not going to be thirty minutes of one, thirty minutes of the other right. for everybody. For somebody, it might be. For somebody, Rick, it might be fifteen minutes of scripture and thirty minutes of another book, whatever it may be. But I think the important thing is there should be a consistency in diving into God's word, and there should also be a intentionality when you are reading God's word to meditate on what you're reading. And so if you only have five minutes in the day to, to sit down and spend time in the Word, and then make sure you're taking four minutes or three minutes to read and take one or two of those minutes just to kind of mull over what you just read instead of reading for straight five minutes, closing your Bible, and going. And so that's, that's all I would say in terms of, in terms of your question. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to look the same for everybody. So long as two things are happening, there's a consistency in being in the Word, but then also that when you are in the Word, you're being intentional to meditate on it. I think you want to you make sure your goal is to understand Christ in the Word of God better, and whatever that looks like for you. Obviously, that's going to mean you're going to read the Bible to some extent. Yeah. But for me, to better understand the Bible, at least for the way I'm wired, is I have to read quite a bit of other stuff yeah, about the Bible yeah. to help me understand it. And Luke's a smart guy, so... He's read way more books than us. I appreciate that. (laughs) You are a smart guy. That's why we have you here. Nah. (laughs) Um, Rob, your last question was one book. Yeah, give me one book. Um, So that's hard to, like, pick one book, but... um, I think The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer was a book that just really began to open up my eyes to the majesty and the glory of God. And... um, really began kind of a journey of seeking and, and wanting to, to deepen my relationship with who God was and that stuff. So yeah, that, there's a lot of books I can list, but I'd toss yeah. that one up. Yep. Shooting out by A.W. Tozer. Um, I would recommend, and like I said, it's not necessarily my favorite book, but I think it is the, one of the best reads on the gospel, and the book is called What is the Gospel? By Greg Gilbert. It's a, book. it's a small book. I mean, yeah. it's maybe a, maybe a little over a hundred pages, if that, and it's probably not even six inches tall, yeah. five inches wide. Very small book, um, but it is the best book I've read on explaining what the gospel is, and it's also equipped me better than any other book to then go share the gospel with other people. Oh, this is difficult, but I think one that has really stood out to me. Uh, a book by Russell Moore called Tempted and Tried. Uh, it's all about overcoming temptation and the power of Christ. Uh, it's just so good because uh, it, it really, um, it's very real. It, it, it really shows you here's the true nature of, of what it means to fight your sin. And, but it also is so crucial because it shows you how to really fight by finding your identity in Christ rather than just, you know, quoting Bible verses and 
you know, relying on your own strength and stuff. So that's one. It's a good dose of realism, but points you towards Christ. So I, that's one that I love. And it's really beautifully written, too. Russell Moore is a very, very, not just a good theologian, but a very good writer. Yeah. I have his book, Onward, but I haven't read it yet. Mm-hmm. Probably do I'm that. actually reading that one right now. It's good. Are you? Yeah. Nice. All right, Rick. Yeah. How can they get in touch with us? Well, um, we'd love to hear from you guys. As always, you can check us out on Facebook at Simple Theology. We're on Twitter at SimpleTheology underscore. And always check out the website, SimpleTheology.org. If you want to support us, you can head to Patreon and just search Simple Theology. Another way you can help out the show to win for you, win for us, is Audible. We have a, a deal. So if you go to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology, you will get an X amount of dollars. We will get an X amount of dollars if you sign up for a subscription. So anyway, great. No, not, not even if they sign up for a subscription, just a trial. Oh, yeah. We get a small kickback if you sign up for a trial. You only have to get a plan. I don't. Th- I think we've done one episode where I've gone through like the wrap-up session and Rob has not inter- interrupted. Rick, I wouldn't have to interrupt you if you just would read if the we, script like, and one, get it right. Just one episode. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, love to hear from you guys. Um, give us a review. Tell your friends. Send us a message. That's all I got. That's all you got? Yeah, so anyway, hope to hear from you guys soon. So, all right. Big Peace out, say. y'all. Peace.